The following podcast is presented to you by the BICBP Radio Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Panel Discussion Podcast, your home for comic book talk. Right here on the BICBP Radio Network. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, alongside, as always, Greg Norton. And we are here today, not in Rochester. Originally, we planned to be at Pop Rock and record an episode with a good friend, Cloudy. That was not to be, and we had to postpone it. But here we are, beautiful Niagara Falls, New York, uh, at Relay for Life, Greater Niagara. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Supporting, um, you know, cancer survivors, cancer fighters are going to be walking the track all day. Um, and maybe get some words with some different comic book fans, but... Oh, yeah. Um, Business as always with myself and Greg. We this week, upcoming Thursday, uh, is the release of the new X Men movie and Dark Yay. Phoenix. Yay! <laughs> we're um, I don't know. I was telling Chris because we're this is, we're gonna have two episodes this week. I did an interview with uh, Chris Chavez, um, just talking about the X Men movies history and all that. Uh, me personally, I'm probably not gonna run run to theaters to go see it. No. Um, I'm probably gonna wait till force it goes like the cheap show. Or maybe DVD. Flair, uh, yeah. I, no, you know what? I might. I'd probably see it at the drive-in. Drive-in, yeah, that's a fun experience. That's like that's drive-in. cheaper, too. Yeah. I don't mind the cheap show because actually the pretzel bites are better. Oh. At the Four Seasons Cinema in Niagara Falls. Um, cheap plug. Cheap plug. <laughs> the pretzel bites are softer. <laughs> They're not stale. <laughs> They're not stale <laughs> at all. Um, so, yeah, that's... Um, so, I mean, do you... Do you have any? I know we did, uh, you know, a separate episode, but what, do you have any favorite memories of, with the X Men franchise with Fox? I just I remember loving the first movie. Um, I was pretty young when it came out. Well, we were, we're about the same age. We're not too far. Yeah, apart. I think it was like nine, ten, maybe. Yeah, I was in fifth grade when it came out. I love I love those movies. Um, I loved seeing Wolverine on the big screen. I had a like you know how they have like the wrestle buddies yeah i had a wolverine version did you and when you like pressed his stomach he said i'm the best at, uh <laughs> there is at what i do and i it made me so happy and he also made the schnick noise oh <laughs> With his, uh, where's gallo for our where's our sound yeah. effect guy chris gallo I, I i love it i loved it so much uh, i really enjoyed that movie um and then it was okay it was okay i was a kid so i didn't hate those movies yeah um as much as Last Stand wasn't incredible, I will say I absolutely loved seeing the Juggernaut on the big screen. Um, okay. I didn't hate that Juggernaut. It was goofy, but I I, I loved the cheap line and all. <laughs> oh, the, I'm the Juggernaut bitch. <laughs> it, made, it made me so happy. That was probably the best part, and yeah. we kind of all seen that one coming. Yeah. Um, but did you? Um, well, did you prefer the Deadpool two version? Of Ju- Juggernaut, or do you like the light? The... I still haven't seen Deadpool 2. Oh, my God. You know me oh, and R-rated. I just spoil movie. it for you? Oh, no, yeah. I knew about no, it. Know. You know me and R-rated movies. It takes me a minute to go see them because I, like, wait for them to get, like, like to go, oh, yeah, this doesn't have nudity in it or blah, 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 yeah. whatever. So I'll go see it. So uh, I know there was Once Upon a Deadpool, and I meant to go see that. I, yeah. Wasn't it, like, a pg version of it? Was it was just, they just, less cussing, and okay. that's it. Um, and Fred Savage. Which is hilarious. Yeah. Because <laughs> I love Princess Bride, so like it's pretty great. Um, but no, I, I really like 
the the I think the younger movies didn't hold up as well when we got older because we were so young and it was just the nostalgia. Like, they I just love the animated series. This is sweet. And now that I'm older and I go back and watch, I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah, just, just whatever. I yeah. hated Storm always. Haley Berry was like made me upset as Storm because I loved like African Queen Storm. Right, right. <laughs> That's I, I don't hate the new the new newer girl me who either. plays it. Um, but but I I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Holly Berry, like I feel like it was just another name value kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, she didn't have like the power, like the voice. And the, right, uh, right. Yeah. You know, now that you mentioned she, like her and Hugh Jackman, they were the the biggest names in those yep. movies. James Marsden um, wasn't really anybody. Oh well, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart too, but you know, and, and Ian um, McKellen. And McKellen, they were, but those were the front and center yeah. um, characters and actors. You know what I mean to those movies, but. Um, and yeah, because Marsden and Famika. Oh, Famke, yeah, whatever. Famke, however you pronounce it. God bless you. Um, <laughs> she, Jean Grey, she wasn't really a big actress at the time. No, like, no, it's um, yeah, eh. nice mix, but. Like I said, we're all excited for it to join the MCU whenever it starts to. Uh, yes. They start to develop movies. I hope it's slowly. I want it slow too. I want it slow I too. I want it to be like, hey, look, I know that character. Hey, look, I know that character. Yeah. Like, that's that's what I think, and this is a big, you know, big discussion point I've had before as to why I think Marvel movies work better than DC and those some of the earlier ones. Um, yes, a lot of movie audience is diehard fans mm-hmm. of a product, right? Yep. If, you know, you grew up watching the X-Men, there's a good chance you're going to go and see a live-action X-Men movie. Um, but the problem is with casual viewers, casual people who just like to go to the movies, right? They go, they'll go go see, oh, what's this x It's a superhero movie, so it might not be bad. But you get all these characters and all these references thrown at you that you don't really know. Diehards know what they are, but the yeah. casuals are just like, who is this guy? They're, why There's no introduction to him. Yep. Um, I think that was a problem with Justice League for a yep. lot of casual fans, you know, who's... Who's this cyborg guy? Who yep. you know what I mean? And but there was a problem, a really big problem in the early days of superhero movies. That X Men generation, you know the. There was some cool cameos in the. I remember in X Men Two, there's the scene where they're in the bar and on the TV there's Hank McCoy. Yes, yes. You didn't need to be like if if you're a casual fan you missed it and it didn't matter. It didn't mean anything. Yeah. But as a diehard fan you're like. <gasps> Yeah. Which was cool. But it was sometimes later they started to force a lot. But like yes. the first two movies they did a good job and then later on with first class and everything they did a good job. Yeah, no, I uh, I have to agree. Yeah, like three they threw a lot of like people that I that I've seen and some people that I haven't I had Herman seen. was in it. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude, I love Glob Herman. He's in I think he's in one of my stories today. <gasps> but um what we're gonna do, you know the deal. We read and review comic books. Uh, Phoenix-themed comic books. Phoenix-themed X-Men comic books. And there's been a lot of... Well, one of mine's on X-Men. Oh, well, okay. Phoenix-themed. That's You're right. You're right. Phoenix-themed. That is the theme because Dark Phoenix is coming out uh, this upcoming weekend. And, yeah, there's been a lot of theme, Phoenix-themed stories. Yep. Um, one our, of the coolest... The Mutants episode was pushed back another year. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yes, it was. It was. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was, but... Yeah, I mean, Phoenix has been like a popular like story, popular character throughout the you know when it debuted. I think was it was it late eighties or early nineties or wait no you said there was a there was way back when because you said that Xavier Phoenix was back in the seventies. <laughs> yes, <laughs> my mom-in-law. Uh, <laughs> so 
Yeah, there was a, a really so it's been weird out for a savior. while. Yeah, it's been a, it's been out for a while. There's been a numerous hosts of the Phoenix thing. Yeah, you said the Professor Xavier one, which looked goofy. Um, Cyclops has been in possession of the Phoenix. Uh, Jean Grey, obviously, most uh, yep. notoriously. Um, but this, the Grey Summers family. Yeah, but there's been there's been a lot of hosts um, over over time. Um, we're going to cover a couple different ones. I know I have two in my book, um, probably it's, well, at least one of the most famous ones, but um, I'll start us off. I'll start yeah. us off this episode. Oh, you always mess me up with this. I know. Last time I let you start off and it totally threw out the rhythm of the show. Um, this one was from 1994. It's called The Adventures of Cyclops and Phoenix, uh, which is really cool. I actually got this book out of... It was from Ollie's. The, there was like a pack of 10, oh. 10 books for $5, I think it was. And this was actually one of them in there. And I hadn't touched it. I've had it for quite some time, but I uh, I hadn't touched it. I keep laughing because the ad on the back of your book is Beavis and Butthead. And that's all I just... It's, dude, it's so 90s. <laughs> and the ad on the front of the page, Naked Gun 33 and one-third, the final insult. Ugh. And O.J. Simpson is in it. So, you, like, this is like pre-prison. I think it was... I think Greg said it was like... He, was he like went right to prison bef- in September. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So yeah, this That's, was March. That came this out was in March. March. Yeah. So there, there's that. That's that's dating this. Um, but it's you know the, the book it follows it follows Jean Grey and uh, Cyclops. Phoenix is you know or Jean Grey is obviously in possession of the Phoenix power, but they're in a alternate um, time. I think it's in the future. Maybe I think it's in the future. I, I didn't quite. Um, get that but they're actually originally on their honeymoon and they get pulled into this um this future they're actually in different bodies so they're powerless um through it but it starts off with gene grace saving um saving scott they're you know they're hanging on and this is a world that is um i think of the best way to describe it. this is like a world in, in a world in a world <laughs> uh this is like an age of apocalypse s like, this is what it is. Because um, throughout this story, a lot of people reference the age of Xavier. What are you looking at? The white zombie ad. <laughs> oh, oh my lord. That is so vintage. I love our ads. I love our ads. I really do. Um, this is... Uh, the, the, a lot of times they refer to the, you know, the age of Xavier as, like, this age of, you know, peace. Everybody got along. Mutants and humans alongside. And then Apocalypse... Utilize the um, utilize this age of like trust between mutants and, and manipulated it into his own kind of world, which is kind of interesting. Um, but uh, eventually, you know, Cyclops and Jean Grey, powerless, they battle this character. His name is oh, I'm not even sure. It's some. It's very weird. Um, uh, Chavire. It's like C H apostrophe V A Y R E. Um, but it's it's a pretty uh, you know back and forth fight. This guy has powers, but um, oh, Shavar. Shavar, is it Shavar? Is that how yeah. you pronounce it? Okay. Um, but they battle, and Cyclops uses some kind of like alien tech, futuristic alien technology gun. Um, uh, remains of a dog soldier's weapon, and he uh, he he attacks them, and they're they're okay for a little bit. They go further into this. This path, um, this this area where they're in, and they find their daughter, um, who is much older, Rachel Summers, who is very very old at this point, um, like you know, just near death. Um, she was captured or something, and she's explaining that she. 
brought her parents there. They were the only people that were capable of, um, that, that she felt that could save that world from, from apocalypse, um, which was, you know, really neat. And eventually, with the little life force that she had left, she uh, she actually gives Psyche and well, her parents their powers back. Their their the powers from their normal human bodies, um, and they're just prep. They're just preparing um, for this, you know, this eventual battle with Apocalypse and some of his minions. Uh, but they show like Nate Summers in here, which which was really cool, and um, AKA. A.K.A. Cable, um, which is really cool because years ago I had a story of X-Force books. And in one of the, the books, uh, Scott and Gene sent Nate into the future. Into the future. And they actually bump into him here. Um, and this is where he start, you know, really becoming cybernetic. Um, you could tell the future, you know, Cable is coming. But um, it's at the start of, of something, you know, a, a really cool miniseries between the two. As, as you all mostly know, I love the Cyclops character, and I feel like, you know, it, it's kind of interesting. Well, at first with this book, a, uh, you know, a powerless Cyclops, yeah. you know, and you, you really get to see his leadership ability. And I, I just love his dynamic with Jean Grey, uh, with the Phoenix. Um, she doesn't really use the Phoenix Force at all here, but she ha- she she gets she it is, back. Yeah. She, she is still Phoenix. So let's get into the review portion of it. I thought it was a great book. I really did. It's a cool way to start off something, you know, going from going from a honeymoon to just a crazy story. I mean, that's just how X-Men, that's just how the X-Men roll. That's just yeah. how they are. You know, there's no day off for any of the X-Men nope. ever. Uh, the artwork. I'm really fond of the artwork. Uh, it is 1994, and some of the coloring is actually really cool. I, I'm really happy with the shading. Uh, that was used, and it's like, it's got like a dark, the, the, the background in a lot of stuff, it's very dark. The backgrounds are very dark, but the colors uh, pop, and it adds for like a real, realistic style to it for, for what they could do in 1994. I'm going to give the artwork a 9. Action. Um, while they did not have powers, them fighting that um, that gentleman, I forgot his name already. Shavar. Shavar. There it is. I knew it the whole time. Uh, <laughs> without powers, you know, you have any really think outside the box. I think it was really neat to see that. Because for the longest, like Cyclops, it's always been his thing. He's got his optic blast, and Jean Grey, her telepathy, her Phoenix powers, um, and so much more. Just so much more. She's a crazy powerful mutant. Um, but to see them have to use their um, their wits, their their normal physical strengths in these other bodies that they're not familiar with was a really neat uh, feature. I'm going to give the action a 7. Story? Uh, pretty much what I just what I just said for action, you know what I mean? It's a, it's, a, it's a slow build, and, and they're they're in a different time period, uh, you know, a future where their son their son is there. Where they sent him off. Uh, their daughter is incredibly old, um, and they're en route to to probably save it from apocalypse. I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm gonna try and find the other books for this. Yeah, um, cool. but I'm 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 interested. I'm gonna give the story a eight. Dialogue. I've read a lot of X-Men books in my day, and a lot of it, obviously, they're all team books. This was really nice because it was just Psych and Gene. Really nice dialogue between the two. Like, you, you get this married couple, recently, very recently married couple, um, you know, communicating with each other and surviving with each other. It was 
It's nice to see. Yeah. You know, where they don't have a team to depend on. They don't have their Wolverines or Gambits or Rogues. Like this is around the time where that that squad was really popular. Yeah. Beast, um, and all those. And just to see the dialogue between the two was was really nice, um, and refreshing. I'm going to give the dialogue a seven. Seven. And rereadability. Would I reread it? Um, it's definitely a story set upper. Um, it's still a great book. Mind you, I wish there was a little bit more to it in some instances, but I don't hate it at all. Um, rereadability, I'm going to give a 7 to as well, making it a score of 38 out of 50. That's above average, a um, little bit above average uh, for us. So that's The Adventures of Cyclops and Phoenix from May of 1994. You know what that made me want? What's that? A, like a Team Summers book. Like yeah. Jean Grey, Cyclops, Nate, Rachel, Hope. All on one adventure and havoc. Yeah, you gotta have havoc. I feel like that would be a cool book. I think you know what with all the multiverse stuff nowadays, why can't you do summer's that? family vacation? I would, <laughs> dude. I would buy every copy of every issue. I, I would too. Like that'd be fun. I would like that would be a fun read. It would be. That's a good idea. Pay the man. Buy, buy yeah. Pay me. Buy me. <laughs> <laughs> buy me. Um, I'll hop in. I'm doing a little newer. I believe this is also, oh, I forget what year this is from, like 2013. This is X-Men Phoenix War Song. Okay. Um, it's a limited series. It was a five issues. This is actually the fifth issue, and it is centering around the Cuckoo Sisters. Um, if you've ever watched Gifted, you'll have a little bit of familiarity with them. Um, but... It starts immediately with them. Um, Celeste has the Phoenix Force trapped inside of her, um, but she's not strong enough to control it. And she looks out, and Sublime is talking to her through a screen. He's like, you and all of um, your sisters. And originally there was five Cuckoo Sisters, two died. So she's like, well, the three of us aren't strong enough. And he's like, no, no, all of your sisters. And um, all of the clones of her... Because issues before, I'll, small spoiler, spoiler alert, um, <laughs> are part of the Weapon Plus project, and they are clones of Frost, because so they're also known as the Frost Sisters. Okay. Um, and there's like a hundred clones of her. All of them have a shard of the Phoenix Force, and Sublime releases her to, and says, "Now I think I'll destroy all the mutants." And it cuts over to Cyclops and the 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 X Men team, and Cyclops immediately says the hell with that and blows up Sublime's first screen as he makes more. Um, there's a scuffle. There's one member of the X-Men here I don't actually know. Um, it's a guy with a gun. I can't figure out who he is. <laughs> um, but We get a lot of that. But Wolverine and Colossus, um, and Emma Frost, Cyclops are all fighting. It's pretty cool. Colossus actually like used, there's like throwing up a piece of the ground to, to fight off the, the three sisters as they're covered in the Phoenix Force, which is kind of awesome. That's the other neat. sisters are all in tubes, but the three that are alive, like, it's kind of cool because it, it's three of them all surrounded, and it's right. very interesting looking. Um, I believe Kitty Pride is part of this team as well, and Wolverine, and it's just a, it's literally just an all-out brawl. This is all action. The sisters go to, to um, blow up Emma Frost, and at the time, and here Cyclops is, it's another famous relationship, um, is currently with Emma Frost. Yes. Um, so it's just back and forth fighting. Um, and then it gets to the point where she actually, Celeste starts to fight back. 
and takes over the Phoenix Force as, as herself and actually gets this cool, like, Phoenix Force Emma Frost suit. Like, it's a white Phoenix Force suit. It's kind of awesome. It, it's, oh, that's it's cool. It's like Power Girl-esque. No, yeah. I guess no, because it doesn't have the weird, like, cleavage window. Um, <laughs> weird cleavage window. <laughs> I like that phrase. But, <laughs> but it's really cool, and she draws the Phoenix Force out of all of her sisters, and the Phoenix Force tells her that it's there to do what she was made to do, and it does a task yeah. that I'm not going to reveal, because it's kind of crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, don't do that. And she actually traps the Phoenix Force using her diamond heart that she got from her mother, the ability to turn their bodies into diamonds. She turns her heart into diamond and her sisters and traps the Phoenix Force inside of them, um, but also takes away their ability to feel emotion. Hmm. And ends with a nice, like, touching conversation between Cyclops and Emma Frost. Um, and Emma just cuts away looking at the sky angrily um, and that she's going to take down Phoenix and Jean Grey, basically, if mm. it's Jean Grey still there at all. Very good. Oh, oh. <laughs> I thought he was right behind me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give this a grade. I liked this book. I wasn't sure what I was going to read for my first book today. I had my second one definitely planned. Um, and I actually kind of like Emma Frost. I think she's interesting villain hero mix up. Yeah, yeah, because um, she was kind of the leader of the X Men when, like, during Civil War. Yeah, she was like one of the faces of she it. She led uh, Next Generation for a little bit. That yeah. was her school, right? But she was also Hellfire Club villain, bounce back and forth. Yeah. Um, so she's an interesting character. But I will start off with this art. Art. This art is kind of cool because it's a newer book, but it still had this like '90s vibe to it. I'm going to give the art a 7. Okay. Action, easy. Action's an 8. There's some really awesome action throughout the whole thing. Um, Just the Phoenix Force battling with the X-Men team. It's kind of funny because, like, Beast, Kitty, Pride, Wolverine are all there. Like, they're not shown really fighting. (laughs) (laughs) They're just there. But they're there. Um, But it's still cool. I will give the action a 7. Okay. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Story. <laughs> Sorry, this is a really interesting storyline, and a couple of the swerves it takes in here like really caught me off guard. I'm actually going to give the story a 10. Okay. Um, really cool. I like the idea of the Weapon Plus program, um, where it's actually creating mutants to kill mutants. Right. Yeah, that's Similar to the Hounds, but not the Hounds. I think it might be like an early version of the Hounds. Um, I've, it, I've never heard of Weapon Plus. I've heard of Weapon X. I've oh. heard of Weapon... Like, you know, all those other things. Yeah. So the Weapon Zero... Um, haven't heard of Weapon Plus, and I've actually read about it a couple of times now. And then, dialogue. dialogue. The dialogue's great. Dialogue. The dialogue's really great. There's a really cool conversation between um, one of the sisters and Emma Frost, as well as the conversation between Cyclops and Emma Frost. So I'm going to give the dialogue a 7. Okay. Rereadability. Um, I'm interested in the storyline. I'm going to go check this storyline back out. Would I read this book over again? Uh, I probably, if I read the other four, I probably won't like. This wouldn't feel be one of the ones, right? Right, 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 right. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give the rereadability a, a five. Okay, all right, very good. Thirty six out of fifty. Yeah. So not bad, not bad. All right, moving right along. Wolverine and the X Men number eighteen. This is all part of the very huge Avengers versus X Men um, storyline. This book is massive. It actually got it. It's a it's That's a like compilation the of everything. Trade I've ever seen. Um, 
dude, it goes for hundred bucks. I got it for twenty dollars at Ollie's in a box set. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's incredible. It's inc- it, this book is so it's huge. It's probably like a thousand pages in here at least. That's it, the MCU storyline I want next. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But um, this time around, the um, the holder of the Phoenix, you know, is Cyclops, which is this is an interesting time for him because I feel like. You know, Cyclops was big, the the big character throughout you know the 60s to the 90s. Is this X Mask Cyclops or is this regular? Okay, this is regular Cyclops. Yeah. It's not like later. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're okay. talking about. Um, so like this is an interesting time for him because this is I don't know exactly when this came out, um, but two thousand two thousand ten ish. It's a mid. It's but this like mid to late 2000s. All right, so this is like, but this is prime Wolverine time, right? Yeah. The movies are just pushing, pushing Wolverine. Cyclops is in a weird spot, you know. He's not really a beloved character, and it was funny. I was actually reading through this book at one of the points, and it was kind of funny. Um, it was a Mister Sinister as a female was saying it was really Mrs. weird. Sinister? I don't. It was. It had the 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 diamond on it had. And I don't know what it was. I'd never seen anything. Him anything. from the Powerpuff Girls? I don't know. It was very weird. But she goes, yeah, you're not very well liked right now. You're you're liked a little bit less than Doctor Doom. Well, it's 2012. Like, it's 2012. Okay. So still, prime Wolverine time. Um, but yeah, like, you're, you're, you're liked less than Doctor Doom right now. Like, Everybody that's, loves Doom. It, I, <laughs> that, that's legit what she said to Psyche as he's in a prison cell. Which I thought was really That's interesting. Really cool. I thought it was sweet. That's really interesting, knowing where he ended up later too. Yeah, exactly. You know, a little bit of, a little bit of redemption. But this is like, I mean, we've never seen villain psych before, right? This is just crazy to all of us. Um, and it's funny because like, I, I preach. I'm like, I love, I absolutely love Cyclops. My, my wife's always like, he's a douchebag, and I guess in some cases he is. But it's weird because villain Cyclops is my favorite. Really? Like I love. X-Men versus human and humans. I okay. love that Cyclops. I gotta read that one. Um, but regardless, Wolverine and the X-Men number 18, it starts off, they're in Utopia, and it's, they're building at the final, here we go with the final battle. And we get Angel, we get Beast, we get Professor Xavier who's running around, he's mobile. Uh, Wolverine, there's somebody else, and then there's Ice, what? <laughs> Professor Xavier's running around. <laughs> like, it's weird, it's really weird, like, he, like not wheelchair, like, it, it's, Kind of takes me. Look at those little legs go. They are very skinny. He does have the nice socks on too. He's got the nice. You can tell that the tan dress socks. Um, so he's in the zone. Uh, Iceman's there too. Um, you know, it's some really cool dialogue. Um, but they're going. They're all going after him. And and um, then it cuts to some at the Jean Grey school and somebody's like using like telepathy or something to make Glob Hermit punch himself. <laughs> <laughs> He goes, say your prayers, pal. Nobody laughs at Glob Herman. And he goes, ow, hey, no fair. You can't do that. He, they're really messing with them. Poor Glob. I love me some Glob. Um, but there's some other weird stuff that goes on. But it, it cuts back. They're, they're all just giving it's like anything, everything that they have. And it's really not working. He blasts them with his optic beams. Um, and just they're all worn out. But except Xavier, who actually goes, he stands up. And it's, it's kind of a cool scene. Because Xavier's like, you know, this is, this is my responsibility, for that. You know, and I wanted to. Oh, the Avengers are there too. Oh, he looks like he blasts Thor and Cap. Um, 
But yeah, Xavier's standing tall amongst everybody and goes to goes to try and con, you know confront Psych one on one. He goes, you know, no matter what, no matter who tries to stop you, no matter who you lose along the way, never let them close. He's trying to get like telling Logan not to close the school down. It's his school. Um, but um, the Phoenix, it's like you know, it's this huge confrontation between Xavier and Psych. And eventually the Phoenix, you can just see the, the Phoenix Force. It just It's really cool. It just blows up and lights up the sky. And Xavier is dead, um, which I think is the craziest part of this. Um, you know, how far Cyclops has fallen. And there's some other scenes and stuff, too. Um, I'm not sure exactly how they pertain to the remainder of the story. But, I mean, I think the biggest thing to take away from this is that Cyclops, who has been was essentially raised, you know, taught how to use his mutant power by Professor Xavier and this and that, and he dies at the hands of him. Um, which I think is, it's a really interesting dynamic. And, you know, Cyclops is a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> I get, like, like how do you make a, a guy who's been a hero for so long so hated, revered? You, you have him kill one of the most beloved characters of all time, um, especially someone so close to him. So it was a relatively quick read, even with all the filler stuff in. But um, let's get into the review here. Artwork. Artwork. I love the artwork for it. Um, I'm a big 90s fan guy, but if the 2000, you know, the 2000s era, it, there, there's some stuff that works for me. I'm going to give the artwork. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Take a look. No, no. I was just, yeah. Oh. Um, I'm going to give the artwork an 8. Action. Uh Crazy action, very one-sided action from Psych, um, and you know just the scene where he just was like, you know, you're done, Xavier. Just kills him off. It's uh, you know, it was, it was pretty pretty wild. I'm gonna give the action an, an eight. Uh, story, really cool story. I mean, same same thing. Like, how far will Cyclops go with the Phoenix Force uh, within him, and, and and to what you know, to what end is he gonna go? I'm gonna give the storyline an eight. Dialogue, another like another cool interaction like that at like almost like father son like connection with Xavier and Cyclops and where he's you know he's trying to convince them he's like you know this is my mess and and all that it was really um, it was beautiful it was actually an interesting moment uh, it was kind of reminded me of when Jean Grey made Xavier disintegrate in X Men Three like that yeah. powerful like really did you just do that kind of you know this that that's what i associate it with so i'm going to give i'm going to give the dialogue a i'm going to give it a 10 uh, i think there's a strong suit of it um and rereadability it's a fun book it's a, i think it's yeah. an iconic book and and maybe often overlooked um i'm going to give that an 8 giving it a score of 42 out of 50 for that a little bit of feedback yeah a little bit of feedback that's okay We got got a background track now. Yeah, yeah, we do. It sounds good, I think. Um, It'll actually only pick up our voices. The microphone does a pretty good job of just getting us. But he'll he'll hear a little bit of music. But, um, Greg, take us home. My last book (laughs) is The Mighty Thor. It's actually cool. I'm looking at my cover for my book. And there's a, a thing on the back of Matt's book of Thor standing in front of Phoenix. And it's... Oh, that's cool. It's re- like they took the same thing, the same concept, and um, I won't say my what my cover is just yet because it's a little bit of a spoiler. <laughs> um, I'm going to reveal it because it's on the cover of the book, unfortunately. So, <laughs> <laughs> so 
so my book actually starts with Thor, um, but this is Mighty Thor run, so this is Jane Foster okay. um, with Mjolnir. And Kid Omega, who's actually one of my favorite um, like B-class X-Men, like as well as far as no, like uh, what's the word, recognizability. Is there a, is there a relation to Omega Red? No. no. Okay. No. All right. He's just an Omega level mutant, so he took on the name Kid Omega. Oh, okay. All right. Um, kind of unique. He's you know like got that like nerdy hipster vibe with purple mohawk. Cool character. Um, but they are literally fighting the Phoenix to try to distract her long enough that they can get into her space where they commune with her. Where it's it's called the White Hot Room. Yeah. Um, and they are going back and forth. And Jane actually gets there, and you see Jane um, just skinny with her cancer. And she starts talking to the Phoenix, and the Phoenix actually, like, just wants Jane to give up Mjolnir and let her kill her so that she can consume Mjolnir, um, take its powers. Um, And they get into a little bit of a fight, and Jane gets knocked out of the white hot room but does some damage um, and comes back, and she returns with Mjolnir. And she summons this storm, and it's, now she's trying to get there so Kid Omega can get in. Kid Omega, back and forth, uh, he's in the way hot room now, but Jane is getting overtaken by the Phoenix while Kid Omega's not there. And, spoiler from the cover is, uh, Odin's son Thor shows up with Stormbreaker. Or, no, no, it's not Stormbreaker. It is, oh my gosh, what's the name of his axe? It's not Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker is uh, is Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, that axe was in our uh, our weapons tournament too. Yeah, something with a J or a V. I can't remember. Okay. But he shows up with his axe nonetheless um, that he used while she had the hammer. Um, and there's this like anime moment. The best part is Thor shows up on a goat. Like he's just riding a gigantic goat. Thor's so good. And I love. And they they have this battle with her, um, and. They show up with the Shirai, and there's this big council meeting with the Shirai. This is kind of where it ends. And they show up with the new avatar of Phoenix as well. Oh. Yeah. That's which intense. Is, um, I'll reveal it, Kid Omega. And it's a really cool because he just, uh, he's just got his like hands in his pockets with his sunglasses. His mohawk is like flowing in the air, and he's got the wings. He's just like, yeah, so what? Whatever. I'm the Avatar Phoenix. <laughs> Kid Omega's a jerk, and I love him. Um, and there's a, there's a, a lot of dialogue here with the council and, and all of this different stuff. Um, and it's a super – this is a really cool dynamic, really cool story. There's a, a cool little piece of dialogue where um, he – like Kid Omega is comparing Jane to Storm. And he's just like, wow, this is interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, and you also have – Quake show up, who a lot of people know nowadays from um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and she's actually in Driving Baby that Coulson has made famous. That's so, so I find cool. that kind of cool. And you said that book was from 2017? Yeah. Was was Quake a TV main character, or was she around for a while? I don't re- I don't remember. She was, she's been around for a while, and then they 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 actually... So Sky turns into Daisy Johnson, which is Quake. Quake is known for being a member of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, New Warriors, all right, that right, stuff. Right, right, right. Or Secret Warriors. Not New Warriors. Secret Warriors. So she's she's um, popular from that. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I never knew because like, Quake became this focal point agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. I was like, yeah, I never heard of Yeah, she was a, a, a more minor comic book character. Okay. That's still pretty neat, though. Yeah. But yeah, so, and the, the book wraps up with some stuff, and... 
um, a new threat showing up in the form of Mangog. That sounds sweet. Which is cool. I like the sound of that. Mangog. Mangog. <laughs> uh, that was 19. Issue 19 of the Mighty Thor. Okay. So I'll hop into the grade. Uh, action. Right? Yeah, that's art. 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 I oh, jumped. my Lord. I'm all out of it. The <laughs> art's really cool for all of the Phoenix books. Um, I think just the fire, you know what I mean? Just the way they, like, constantly consuming the scenes. and But they don't overwhelm you with it. And it's always very beautiful. Um, I'm going to give the art. And it's got also a very interesting, like, cell shade to it in a way. Okay. So I really like the art. Um, I'm going to give the art. An eight. An eight. Yard an eight. That's fair. All right. Action's cool. I really like the the double Thor anime scene where she's like getting pushed back by the fire, and then all of a sudden her beam gets stronger, and she looks over, and there's the other Thor. It's like very like Goku and Gohan versus Cell. <laughs> um, totally gave me that vibe. I'm gonna give the action um, a six. A six. Okay. Six. All right. Not crazy action. Pretty standard, but I liked it. Um. I'm being more generous again for those who haven't watched before. Like my scores are gonna be a little lower. <laughs> yeah, and that's okay. We, I think we. I think it's important for us to do that. Be a little yeah. bit more critical yeah. of what we're doing. Story. The story is very cool with this. Um, a lot. Asgard versus Shirai. You know, just like the Shiar or Shiar. Shiar. Okay. I'm actually not really sure why. I was thinking like Mortal Kombat Shirayu. Um, <laughs> I'm not really sure why Kid Omega was actually here. I didn't read the previous issues. It had something to do with his destiny with the Phoenix. Right. Um, but it was cool to just – and he was the only X-Men there. So it was cool to see, like, just this X, like lone X-Men off doing his thing with Asgard. That's cool. Um, so I like the story. I'm actually going to give the story an 8. I found it really interesting. There was a lot of stuff between um, Jane and Asgard and Thor and Asgard, and I, I thought that was cool. See, I like that because, you know, it, Asgard is like – there's a lot of lore that comes in with that. And yeah. For them to interact with like, the Shi'ar Empire and stuff like that, like that's Shi'ar cool to me. Shi'ar with the X Men, like it's just interesting. It's very different. I love that. I absolutely love it. This is an interesting Thor run to me. Um, what else? What else? I've got dialogue. The dialogue is great. There's a ton of dialogue in this. A ton. Um, the first half of the book is action. The second half of the book is all dialogue. Uh, dialogue is really interesting. There's a lot of like political talk. A lot um, about Jane and like struggling with cancer. She makes a really like. A line that I actually... It's fitting today we're at the Cancer Society, and, right. and my last book is Jane Foster. Right, um, right. That's kind of cool. She makes this ta- uh, comment, Phoenix is, like, burning her, and she goes, you think this is fire? Try doing chemotherapy and, like, oh. blasts her up. And I loved it. It was that's, awesome. That That's cool, man. Um, dialogue's an eight. Dialogue's an eight. All right. And rereadability, I actually am, like... So when they first were, like, Jane Foster's story, and I was like, Ugh. I'm actually really... This run, like is really interesting to me, and I kind of want to hop into it. I might check out some of this run. I'm actually going to give the rereadability on this a 9. Okay. Very this good. run is very interesting to me. Very and usually I struggle with Thor runs. Yeah, it's tough. Like, the language is a, it's a yeah. tough thing, but if he's in a, the right storyline, Thor works for me. Yeah, this is cool. I agree. All right. Very good. 39 out of 50 yeah. for that book. Um all right, I think that about does it. We're going to be here all day at Relay for Life. I know this episode won't get up till we're all gone, but um, might have some more interviews. We appreciate you listening to us, as always. And, uh, yeah, if you're going to see X-Men Dark Phoenix, 
or just Dark Phoenix. Good luck. Good luck. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> I think it's the nicest way to put it. No, seriously, enjoy yourself. Don't listen to the critics. Don't listen to us. If you yeah. enjoy the X-Men movies, dude, go enjoy it. That's that's the way. Fastbender's still money. And uh, what's his face? Tom Cav- Tom McAvoy. No, Tom. My- James McAvoy. James McAvoy. Wow. I blew it earlier, too. Tom Cavanaugh? What the heck? <laughs> Mike, James McAvoy is money as well. So, so go see it. Enjoy it. It's the end of an era. It really is. I mean, and think about this. We talked about this on the episode with Chris. X-Men used to be the standard for a superhero movie. Yeah. So just enjoy yourselves. Um, and once again, thank you for your support. Thank you. We had a really high listenership this past month, and we, uh, we really greatly appreciate it. Take care.